All right, everybody, this is Georgia Songbirds. We are here with the Relics. Intercept, guys. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Hey, hey how's how it going today, Internet? <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. Start with Greg. I'm Rocksteady Greg, drummer of the Relics. How's everybody out there? Uh, I'm Andrew Carey on the bass. I'm Joseph Piper. I'm a lead singer and rhythm guitarist for the Relics. I'm Sean Maloney. I play lead guitar, and I hope you've been having a good night. Uh, and I don't play with the Relics, guys. I just sit here and listen to them. <laughs> Thank you. We've been jamming for a while, which is an 808 bass. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we have some special effects on the uh, electric kit here. Gives our songs the, a different feel. I think that's the first time that I, at least I've played with the Relics, where we got an electric kit going, and it wasn't half bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Really as much as I pay for that damn thing, it better not be half bad. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for my little girl so she can learn to drum, because she, she loves music. She's in the chorus, and she's in band. Oh. Oh, so cool. she plays... Oh, awesome. uh, well, she played French horn, and now she got to join the course. Too. Oh, cool! My roommate oh, plays great. French horn. That's cool. They told she wanted to quit the band because you guys know practice. You got to practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was, a marching band. Okay. Just regular band, and it, it, she was bored because she's doing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things now where you got to. The teacher called and said, "Don't let her quit." She's one of the better ones we've ever had. She says mm. she can actually probably get scholarships, and you don't want her to quit. Mm-hmm. Stick with it. Mm-hmm. Eighth grade band comes in, and it's a lot more to it. That's awesome. Instead of learning the same notes. Yeah, so. everyone that I've talked to who you know used to play an instrument or thought about playing an instrument when they were young, and then they stopped, they always regret it. You know, yeah. Every, yeah. no one's ever like, I'm so glad I stopped yeah. playing. You know, it's it's really a great yeah, you never great habit to get into, <laughs> and then you can get. You know, you never hear someone go, "Oh God, I'm so glad I never picked up guitar." Yeah, <laughs> you never hear it. Yeah, it's I never always, hear that. Man, I wish I had just not learned to sing. <laughs> yeah, it's just. I'd have a lot more free time on the weekends if I did that. That's true. I mean, real talk. I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. If you like your weekends, don't be a musician. So that's the one advice we'll give you if you're not a musician. Or a podcaster. So, or a podcaster. Yeah. If, you, if you if you value your weekends and free time. Yeah. Uh, or yeah. both. Because yeah. I, I, between this and the band, I was like, hell, we were just here Saturday messing around, playing around, doing some stuff, too. And it's like, I, honestly, I, you guys came in, and then I had the Cranberry Merchants, who were on a Zoom call before you guys. I forgot that I double booked. I'm like, okay, I can do it. I can figure it out. Zoom. So I'll just do it out here in the garage, which will eventually be the studio, and then we'll get you guys set up. Because I love I doing bands. It's a little more challenging, but that's what the PA is for. No, it sounded good. Oh, yeah. Sounded good. Oh, yeah. That's fun. I'm excited to hear how it sounds through some headphones and maybe the car. Yeah. And actually, what I'll do here is this will be recorded. Uh, I'll go ahead and do it in post. And then it'll be a couple weeks for you guys or it's released because I have other ones in front of you. Mm-hmm. The Cranberry Emergency will be. But after you hear Cranberry, you guys will be next. Nice. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So tell everybody how you guys got started. Craigslist. <laughs> That's the simple, yeah, the simple explanation. So yeah, we started in uh, 2017. None of these guys were in the band when we started. It was uh, me and my friend Evan. We started it, and we kind of we just at first we just had some friends that were playing with us, and we kind of started it more just kind of something for fun. But as we kept going with it, we kind of got more serious with it and started wanting to do more, you know. Do more serious things. Do more real, actually, real shows rather than just yeah. doing open mics. We were doing stuff like playing at the Darwin's open mic back when Darwin's was around. And uh, rest in peace, Darwin's. Salute to them. You know, that was a fun little jam place for musicians to go. But mm-hmm. uh, we, uh, we over the years we uh, collected the musicians that we have now through Craigslist, uh, basically. Yep. So it was you know people moved away and stuff. So we had some guys like Mitch Pugh who played lead guitar with us for. A couple of years, mm-hmm. and he moved away. He's in Pennsylvania now. Uh, but basically, short answer of a long story is we got everyone here through Craigslist. 
uh, we were all kind of like-minded with the kind of music we wanted to play with basically rock music with a kind of a classic edge to it. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. He reeled me in with the photo of Jimmy Page. Is that what was <laughs> on the post? I wanted to join this band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hit Greg up. I know Greg was. Um, I I messaged Greg first, and then Andrew. I think I can't remember what picture I had on the. For I know I had some basis yeah, on there. It might have been Giddy Lee or Paul McCartney. It was or Johnny. So it might have been one of those three. It was probably one of those three because those got like the three greatest bases uh-huh. to yeah. me. But uh, all right, my three favorite bases, not the three greatest bases. Nikki Six. <laughs> six. I don't know. It wasn't Nikki Six. I know that. Yeah. No, I you know I had just moved down here to Atlanta from Indiana, and um, you know. It was me and my fiance, and we were having a good time, but I felt a little lonely, you know? I had been used to being in a band or just having, like, guy friends in general. I was like, it's kind of hard to meet just, like, guys to hang out with, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'll go on Craigslist and look for a band. And uh, thankfully, I found Joseph had a very professional posting, very well done, and we yep. were texting, <laughs> and I was like, okay, this guy's legit. Like, he actually, like, talks like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an I love you, man. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Of scammers out there in this music industry is absurd. Yeah. Or just really people absurd. who aren't willing to like actually work or try. No, yeah. Really Me care. and Greg can attest to some interesting characters we we auditioned on yeah, base. Yeah, um, yeah well, there's some, there were some. There I were hope some. they're not listening, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't name them. We'll just say they were interesting. Yeah, they were interesting <laughs> we characters. Don't know name names here. No, no, I don't even remember their names, but I mean, they, they were just good. They were interesting characters, but then Andrew came in. And I was like, "Oh man, look at this handsome, charismatic <laughs> young man here from the north, from the Midwest." Right, I mean, just right. like his Midwest accent coming, "Hi guys," you know. Just, I'm like, "Yes, that's our basis right there." You, you know, know what I really love about this band is we are all from different places in this country, yeah. but kind of you know, like Eastern sort of idea like Illinois I don't, I don't think it's in the west but it's like mid mid Indiana. west it's Indiana <laughs> but like I still consider that to be like if you had to cut yeah. the US west and east that's still kind of eastern oh, yeah. Opinion. oh yeah. yeah so like but we're all from different I'm from Charlotte North Carolina Joseph's here from uh, from uh, the Atlanta area. You're from South Bend, Indiana and Gray you're from Alabama Mobile, Alabama oh yeah Mobile, Alabama now, what made you guys want to come? We'll start with you, Greg, from Alabama. What got you to Georgia from Alabama? Um, going to school, I uh, had pretty much done everything I could have done mm-hmm. in that environment where I was. And then so I ended up uh, moving into Atlanta because I felt I could expand on music. Okay. So that's what got me here. We're just following music. And uh, when I got here, I went to the Atlanta Institute of Music. Okay. Went there, expanded a little bit. So and it pretty much went from there on. What about you, Andrew? Uh, my, my job took me here. You know, I was lucky enough in 2020 to get a job. Uh, I worked for the local Habitat for Humanity office in South okay. Bend, and then I was able to find a job uh, opportunity at the International Habitat for Humanity headquarters in Atlanta. Um, you know, and I'd visited um, and gone to like a Habitat conference down here in Atlanta. I really liked it. My uh, cousin lived down here, and my fiance and I were both just ready to kind of get out of our hometown and, and start something together. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm really glad. I really love it down here. I've got a great uh, nine to five at Habitat, and then great extracurriculars. Here's with here with these guys. And you're already from Georgia, so what brought you from? So my story is actually kind of the same as Greg's. Uh, I went to the same exact school, except that they added one word to it: media. I went to the Atlanta Institute of Music and Media. Okay. Uh, in 2018, I moved from Charlotte, North Carolina from about 20 minutes north of Charlotte in a town called Denver that was so small when I told people from Charlotte that I live in Denver they thought I meant Colorado <laughs> oh, wow. seriously small town backwoods area and uh, 
so I moved to the big city in Atlanta and I studied music and uh, about a year into it, um, I was like, okay, cool, I'm, I've learned some things about music, now I'm craving a musical outlet and uh, I, I, you know, no one really at AIM really caught my attention, they were all like progressive rock people, which like, yeah. I, I like progressive rock, but not my style, yeah. I like that classic rock stuff and so... I'd, I'd done a lot of actually searching on Craigslist. I remember like staying up till 3 a.m. just like scrolling <laughs> wow. Craigslist and contacting everyone, really? but like no one was working out. I met up with wow. so many people on Craigslist before I We're not about Rolex. dating, we're talking about, about music. <laughs> 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 well, it's funny you say dating because I. Mean, it's, like, it's, like, it's like dating. Like, it was like. I went on so many first dates with people before I found Alex. And it's funny you say that because I remember like. I, at this point, you know, our, our guitarist Mitch, he was mu- moving, so I needed to find a new guitarist. And like. Um, you know, Mitch had some set a high standard of guitars we were looking for. So Sean filled that, and like uh, I remember <laughs> the funny thing we just mentioned dating. My ex girlfriend, her her boyfriend at the time, his name was Sean, and I was like, I was at that point, I was like, I don't even care if it's the same guy. Like if, if this guy can shred and play the guitar, he's in. Like I don't even care. Like I got some songs about her, but who cares? Like he play them and he can just shred on them. Like you know, whatever. But that's funny. I, I always tell people with my band, it's, I'm gonna make a mockumentary because we've been through so many drummers and guitarists, and it's just I'm gonna make like a, my own Spinal Tap movie. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> no, that, that was uh, you know. Thankfully now it's it's continuity. We got everyone. I, that's what I love about this band is every all three of these guys here are all committed, mm-hmm. and that's something mm-hmm. it took a while to find is to get you guys who could you know who are willing to do out of show you know out of state out of town, and. uh you know, actually travel for shows and really commit to learning a three-hour set so we could do that. Right. So we could play wherever we want where we didn't have to just be on, like, a bill with someone. Because mm-hmm. that's harder to line up than yeah. just, you know, getting booked at some uh, bar or brewery. It yeah. didn't feel impossible to nail down a three-hour set, but it definitely was a journey to get every single song as tight as it, oh, as, tight as it could be in the time we had. Okay. Yeah. You know? We just committed last January. Uh, you know, we were like, let's just do this because, you know, at that time... The Masquerade wasn't open back up. Smithville Bar wasn't really open back up. Yeah. All those ticket show places where we played in the past. We were getting like 45 minutes max. Yeah, and like we had that, but like I wanted us to, you know, expand and do more. And I think it's helped us go to a different level because now we can play. Mm-hmm. We only do one or two Atlanta ticket shows a year, where and we have a good draw for them because mm-hmm. we're not just you know oversaturating playing playing in the city too much. Uh, and if we do play in the city, we can't low-key promote it like we'll play at like a bar or something and it's just with a built-in crowd and we might like post about it the day we're doing it yeah but we won't like you know hard drive it and actually invite people to it like we do when we play uh, a ticket show at like okay. the masquerade or spencer mm-hmm. bar star mm-hmm. concentrated bar. fire yeah that's what it is or mad life we, we recently had a, a big show at mad life a few weeks ago and had a record high turnout it was it was Definitely an awesome, awesome. moment walking yeah, out on the stage. Surreal. Oh yeah, that's walking right. out. You guys came here to see me perform. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> walking out on the stage oh, and then seeing you know the the whole front row, you know whole front section there basically yeah. just packed, yeah. filled out, just completely filled out. Yeah, All fun. for us, only man on the bill, and it was a great feeling. Because sure. we played shows like that, but there's been like we're the middle band, you know right. what I mean? And right, like right. we might have brought a third of the people to those shows, but like mm-hmm. most of the other people there are there because like they're walk-ins maybe, or they're there to see the other. Yeah. Bands might be bigger uh so it was very surreal to think i'm playing now and i'm the only one that's gonna be on the stage other than these guys no it was insane i mean i you feel like a celebrity when that when it happens (laughs) i had something kind of cool happen last night i was um at a bar doing karaoke and this one guy came up to me and he was like hey i know you um 
I saw you play somewhere in Atlanta. Oh. He's like, and he was talking about Smiths. He said he had some mutual friend who knew of us who, who liked the relics, and he's like, I guess I'll go check these guys out. He said he literally got there in the last song we were doing, which was Standing Tall, <laughs> oh my um, gosh. At, at Smiths, and oh. he came in, and he's like, oh, wow, that was cool. And then, I mean, he didn't introduce himself to me then, but like last night I just sang, wow. he's like, I definitely know that guy. I heard him sing at Smiths. So it was kind of cool just seeing someone I've never met in my life this is the second time it's happened, actually, awesome. where, where someone cool. uh, I didn't know like came up and said, I saw your band play once when they saw me cool doing feeling. an open mic. Or, I've, I've had that happen really once cool. or twice for a different reason. I had a, um, a video of me playing guitar <laughs> under, a, under a freeway overpass while it was raining go viral, and people for the next few days in the Atlanta area, like I'd be in Publix, and people, I'd be getting rice, and people come to me like, hey... Weren't you the guy in the video playing under the bridge? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was me. <laughs> that was funny. And that is Sean in a nutshell. <laughs> totally Sean. Now, do you guys get to practice a lot? We do. Once a week? Yep. Once yeah, a yeah. week. Pretty, pretty standard band practice schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these guys are very disciplined about getting there and doing that consistently. And uh, we always have a point to our practice of something we're doing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, learning a new song writing a new song because recently that's something new that's with this band that's going on with this arrangement of the band is we're all writing together now that's cool uh, it, originally it was like I would write the song yeah, and I'd take like it to the person, band when yeah. like one person like has like most of the song mapped out yeah. and we have some tweaks some adjustments and like yeah. recently mm-hmm. with The Hard Truth like most of it was kind of figured out and written by by you and yeah. So like that was that's another example of like one person kind of being like the brain. Yeah. Like Recently, in this past few practices, we had we've been. It's almost like if one person didn't contribute, the song wouldn't be where it is. Yeah, because we all yeah. we all contributed to each part, which was neat. Uh, that's something new that we're doing uh, now, which is something we haven't done before. Because before it would be like. I'd come in, or Evan, when Evan was in the band, he'd come in with his song, and we just would all, you know, come up with Memorize parts. the chords and figure out the harmonies. You know, come out, you know, come up with solos. The roadmap had been some songs. Out. There were some songs like our, we have a song called "Fighter," where uh, our guitarist at the time, Mitch, he he actually helped come up with the riff and stuff. I had, but I had the chord progression and the melody down. But he would he came up and made the guitar parts more interesting. But we never really started from scratch with a song like we did here with uh, the past two songs we've been working, where we really. You know, kind of all equally contributed into uh, mm-hmm. things, which was neat. So, that. did you guys write before you got together? Well, it's, been, it's mostly uh, when when we like at least my experience was when I joined the band. It was you know I, I'm playing someone else's songs right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I'm sure that when Greg and Andrew joined the band, they saw you know a short list of songs that were originals that we had to learn how to play. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had some creative liberty in interpreting how parts went, but for the most part, you know, we knew this was another person's music we're playing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Cause mo- for the most part, some of the parts of the, of the songs that had been written were written and were written well, especially, you know, with, the guitar parts and drum. Well, so Greg did the it. drum parts for most of it because Greg's Greg been the drum for the longest. So, <laughs> so really, Greg's Greg's written basically all the drum parts for the most. Compliment the music and making it yeah. you know, more musical than anything else. Playing for the song as opposed to, you know, mm-hmm. just, um, you know, playing out of pocket. You know, in terms yeah. of oh, you know, yeah. Just, playing all over the place, you know, just when, kind of really just serving the music. That's, that's why I call him uh, Rocksteady Greg. Rock steady. Because he just keeps it rock steady. Oh, yeah. You got to have a good drummer because if, you, if you're off, then the whole the, thing the falls. Band is so nice. as good and as Greg, you yes. told me, I think from the get-go, because I, I was first thinking something busy on things, but you kind of like, I remember you telling me sometimes things are just cooler being, you know, just 
simple. Keeping it simple, yeah, simplified. I had, I had to learn that from a pro in the, in the game, and uh, basically he got me to instead of doing all the busy stuff to kind of focus on defining my pa- groove pattern. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I noticed is when I started doing that, I, I sat back and listened to it, and I could hear the music breathe, and everything sounded really good. So I've taken that approach to a lot of music music that I've done now. Okay. You know? So so in for the most part, it works. Yeah. You know, in most situations. As a songwriter, you have to learn that too because you want to put words through the whole thing. Yeah. Sometimes you got to let the song breathe. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. That's what we were experiencing this last songwriting session. We were trying to hash out a vocal melody and we were coming up with some ideas and I just felt like this is too busy. There's too many notes. There's too many steps in these directions. Mm-hmm. Let's just kind of simplify it. Breathe it. It's especially in the first verse got to be a little more breathed out. And yeah. then in the second yeah. verse, we got a little busier, and it really fit the mood of the song. And that's why it's interesting. You talk about, I remember watching a, I did like a short, it was not like a real songwriting class, but it was like a free little songwriting tutorial where they basically talked about um, just little tips for songwriting. And one thing you mentioned about was like not having words on every part of the song. So they said, you know, if, you, if you've said everything you need to say in the song, mm-hmm. and you, need, you still need a bridge, because, you know, the standard formula for a pop song is either, you know, verse chorus verse chorus bridge chorus mm-hmm. or it's verse pre-chorus chorus if you have pre-choruses you don't need a bridge but if it's something where you need a bridge and you've already said all you can say write a instrumental bridge yeah i remember mm-hmm. for our song addicted that we had uh which was a single we put out last year i was thinking how much i can't say anything else in this song it's already, yeah. I've, already <laughs> said, I've already said i'm addicted to you and this you know yeah. like enough like how there's much no more how much I, I don't know how much clear i can I can break this metaphor of, of, yeah. of being addicted to some person in a romantic way um so i, I was like you didn't need that so we i just thought let's write some kind of instrumental bridge for mm-hmm. it so it's what we did we just had an instrumental bridge for it yeah well pop music what they do when they want to their bridge is usually a rap it's like they're bringing a rapper and that's yeah. the bridge. Yeah, See, I would love. Change. I would love for us to bring in a rapper. <laughs> no irony. What's like? I, it no would irony. be so cool. No, not at all. Lots of bands are doing that nowadays. Bands, pop singers. Somebody. We could um, actually, totally do it. When I was part of AIM, um, I was asked by a rapper to be part of a one-show uh, kind of band formation, uh-huh. and he got he got a uh, a drummer at AIM. He got me a lead guitar player at AIM. He played synth bass and he had like uh, chordal tracks that went along to it. So it, it was full band yeah. and he rapped while playing synth bass. Well, that's awesome. I'll tell you it, what. It felt very unique. Wow. If the guy from Hustle and Flow comes in to rap with us, <laughs> I'm all for it. I'd be happy. That guy, yeah, if See, he comes in and does Rock is always like the, the music bridge. You always used to have a music bridge mm-hmm. and then maybe, yeah. maybe like you say, a few like. Country, they do the same thing. It's like a few lines of the chorus, yeah. and then it goes back into the chorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's every genre is kind of different. Yeah, it is, and it's uh, is is funny. You, you find there's really no rules, really. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just you kind of it's whatever sounds best and whatever feels natural for yeah. the song. Yeah. Like rock is one of those because. genres where you can mix any genre yeah. into it, and it'll mm-hmm. turn out okay. Like Standing yeah. Tall, or you know, our most recent single. When I wrote that one, that was. The structure of it was was not clearly defined at first. Like we we Greg kind of helped me arrange that one there uh, with the um, and so did you know Evan and Mitch and even Evan's dad when Evan was uh, he would help us out back in the beginning. Evan was our, one of our old members and they kind of we kind of figured out how to arrange that section and kind of get that more uh, coherent. Cause I had an idea. I knew I wanted the solo to be after the uh, bridge, and which. I was talking about to Sean the other day about it. It's, it's kind of weird. The, the solo is on the bridge chords, 
rather than mm-hmm. the chorus chords or the yeah. verse chords. You know, it's yeah, it's on the bridge chords, I know, which is what was, you have on Tom Petty running down a dream. I do that I a lot too. Those yeah, solos and bridges. It's neat. I, I noticed a lot because look, when I was growing up, I remember being in the car listening to Def Leppard's Foolin' and they had changed like the rhythm of the chords, yeah, and, like, how it, it was structured, but like it was the same chords on the solo as the chorus was, and as soon as I noticed that, I realized that. Most of the time when I hear a, a solo, it's the chorus chords. Like in Roundabout, we play the chorus chords yeah. for the solo. Yeah. You know, for a lot of other songs that we do, uh, it, it's, it's very, like, the chorus is driving the solo because the chorus is generally like the highest energy yeah. point. Right. But yeah. it was a very interesting choice to keep it on the bridge. And he, keep, yeah, he keeps it very laid back and very, very easy feeling. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a weird thing because it just kind of... Um, what, what a lot of people don't realize, too, about that song is that song actually speeds up during mm-hmm. the uh, solo. Right. Or, or does it slow down? What is it? Speed it up or slow down? Yeah, it yeah, speeds right. up. It, it, yeah. Not just the solo, the bridge. Everybody, so, it, it, the drum. It kind of, yeah. the BPM kind of does go up a bit. Yeah, so that was one where it's like, there's no, you break a rule on that, you know, because yeah. uh, when I wrote really it, I mean, it, it was kind of like, you can't tell when you're listening to it, but it, it does change BPM mm-hmm. at the bridge and solo. Uh, yeah, a, lot of, a lot of music, um, you know, nowadays is everything is done on a click and everything is perfect. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's some stuff that's near perfect. It's not perfect, but it's got just a little bit of push and pull in it. Yeah. That's and called music. <laughs> See, that, but you don't want too much no, push and pull. No, it's about, course, and John was talking about I was about listening that. to something. Actually, I thought it was on a click, but when I put my BPM counter by it, it went up or down about maybe like two, maybe three, mm. but it felt so natural. Yeah, yeah. It felt yeah. really good. It's, yeah. it's like, um, you know, John Bregovich, our producer, was talking about that yesterday in our session. I mean, yeah. Andrew, he said, you know, there's a certain amount of push and pull that as long as it sounds musical, it's okay. Mm. But if it stops sounding musical, yeah. then that's mm. when it's like, ooh. One of my favorite examples is to bring up is that Honky Tonk Woman by the Rolling Stones. And the, when it starts out, it's something like 78 beats per minute. Mm. But by the very end, in the last chorus, it's 88 beats per minute. It goes up a whole 10 beats per minute. And it doesn't sound weird. It doesn't sound wrong. It's just that the energy of the song has flowed in this direction. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, this sounds right. Because that's just how the energy flows. Mm. I did like a lot of my songs. I found I like changing the BPM, but when if you don't have a good drummer, it it will mess it up. But because I'll go slow, and then I want to do the rock solo stuff, so I like speed up, like double time it. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. Well, I love if it. you double time it, technically it's still the same. Right. <laughs> BPM, but but I get what you I get what you're saying. I, as a fellow drummer, <laughs> I feel the tendency to speed yeah. up on double time. The well, BPM. see the thing about mm-hmm. it is like if something is played slow. The tendency is to play it faster. Like if it's a really slow, you want to play it faster. Yes. And if you play it fast, the tendency is to play it faster. Yeah. No, why? No, why I, is no, that? I disagree. I disagree. Whenever, whenever I have a drink or two and I get behind a drum kit, I always lag behind. I always slow down a little bit. <laughs> That's the alcohol that's talking. Just, yeah. That's your brain. Yeah. The, 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 the un- unintoxicated uh, player. Yes. <laughs> why is that? You know, I noticed you, that. You that every time you get it playing, I guess it's just your adrenaline pumping. Yeah. And you when you wanna... go play it fast, it's like you want to play it faster. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you listen to all those old Beatles recordings of them playing live, I mean, especially because they couldn't even hear themselves because all the girls screaming and stuff. Every song is sev- like several BPMs faster. I mean, at least 10 BPMs faster. Oh, yeah. Have you heard the, what... the live ACD stuff? It's so fast, oh, yeah. I just like it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, they played a lot faster, too. Like, you, you listen to, like... I don't think I was listening to a live one of um, Highway to Hell the other night. Like, it was, it was playing really at the bottom of that. It sped up. It sped up a good bit. That's what they call live tempo. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. But you feel it. It's different. Like Sometimes when you're in the studio, you're doing multiple takes and you're getting yourself set. Yeah. When you're live, it's one take. You're feeding off the energy of the crowd. And the yeah. thing is that if it the grooves, energy. you cannot pry that away. It no. grooves. You unless, know I mean? unless you're do everything live to a click. I don't yeah. know who can do that. Um, pretty much like all your top tier yeah. 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 Most of them are doing that. Because like, they play the tracks. And tracks them, come in. All of them. Even like, um, you know, I've set up for like some country artists and even like all as far as the drummer, they don't just have a regular acoustic drum set. They still got the, the rolling pad or the octagon pad by them. Uh, they yeah. trigger them sounds like all of them. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the time to rock, watch pop, country. All <laughs> just, just pretty much like it's a similar type thing. And even like um, what would happen is like the engineer. You probably know this, Sean. Uh, will have like um, built, what's that? Um, the live um soft the live um, they they be running a live uh type of software. Um, okay. And when they're doing that, did it to performer or something like that? I don't know. I'm not familiar. But um, they'll have the actual tracks from the uh, recording sessions, and they'll be ha- they'll be mixed in with the live performance. Oh, um, so yeah, to give it a really full sound. So make them sound better too. Yeah. So wow. when they're playing, they have to they have to lock in. They have to really be on a certain level to lock in with all that stuff. Now, isn't that kind of cheap for the singer? Like, if it's if it's playing, then they cannot Man, sing some of it. It's like there's no rules because if you got technology, they use everything. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, a lot of stuff from behind the scenes, and they they use they use all yeah. that stuff. Even when I, uh, I I used to play in my church growing up, and even then we had the, uh, the not in ears, but we had the uh, um, what was what what we called it? I can't remember what it is. It's like the the box, like the yeah, monitor the box. box. Oh yeah, and, and they they would have the like click. they they'd have a, a signal sent to the headphones yeah. that wasn't being sent out to the main speakers that would just go chorus one two. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I think. Did you play in church too, Joseph? I played at a. Um, yeah, it wasn't anything high, but it was a you know student uh, college student ministry, yeah. so we didn't have the high dollar equipment because it was you know completely. Um, I, just, I was just saying. I think all four of us have played at church. Yeah, we have. Yeah, that that would church. bother me with somebody talking in my ear because I would sing, mm. and then all of a sudden the words chorus once. No, that's not the damn words. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Chorus>. <laughs> I know. I, I've you know I used to help out with the lights for that, and you know I'm good friends with my church. Church's uh, worship pastor. He actually did our first EP, okay. Sonny. So he's a uh, you know. Oh, Sonny's I, I, your pastor. I used to worship pastor. A worship pastor. Yeah, Sonny's the worship pastor at my church. So um, you know, I got to you know see how they have the. He has the in airs and they have it. They all play to a click. Yeah. Like Greg was saying, like, they, they they have a click that they do and like and Sonny's big on that because Sonny's like a big perfectionist and he's like he has them tight. Like they don't really have much time to rehearse. They literally get there like it's not like they rehearse like any times throughout the week. They they have different musicians that come in. Uh, you know, every week, so they have like a line, and like sometimes they'll take turns, and like they might have a different drummer. Yeah, and like they'll rehearse early in the morning, like six a.m. before Mm -hmm. the session. And like so, Sonny, I remember when we were doing recording sessions, he could never stay up too late on Saturdays for sessions because it was like he had to get to sleep. Yeah, and I'm sure Greg knows that, but Greg sometimes will push it anyways. (laughs) Bless his heart, man. I that's why I love Greg because we play in Nashville, and then he had a drive all the way back. I asked if I could hitch a ride. <laughs> and leave his uh, guitar pick in my... It's <laughs> <laughs> a little gift for you, my friend. Oh my God. I'll, say, I'll say this about backing tracks. Is, um, I've seen Def Leppard three times. They're one of my favorite bands in the whole world. I mentioned uh. them earlier. But um, what I noticed uh, was there's only five guys on stage. Um, singer, rhythm guitar, lead guitar, well, they swap back and forth. Drummer, bassist. But there's synths and backup vocals and yeah. weird auxiliary sounds. And like, yeah. if you look at the song Love Bites, uh-huh. it, it's got lots of synth movement in it and lots of like weird uh, effects on, on vocals that no one on stage is doing. And it's not like 
they're just free-balling it up there. There is a, right. a method to how this thing goes down. Absolutely. Everyone's Absolutely. on the same click. Yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much all the all the top acts, they're running tracks. They're running mm-hmm. tracks, yeah. by the way. Um, now, this is a totally different genre, but uh, the uh, pop artist Chris Brown, well, yeah. I remember setting up for him. And, you know, typically for that genre, you have a band. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a band. It was all tracks and dancers. And really? I was like, this is... Not even like live drums or anything. <laughs> they, they, the, the, the live we set up for it, and it was a live. So like karaoke with dancers, huh. kind of. I mean, it was. You forgot it. was. It felt different because he didn't have a live band, which is first time, my first time seeing wow. like that, not yeah. having a band. But sometimes it may be budget related. You never know. So what yeah. happens if it's I mean, he had trouble. He hit a girl. They so. probably didn't want to. They didn't want fighting any of the guy, They got guys that make money. guy. And these guys, they pay these guys a lot of money. And if it does happen, that's their job, and they know that. So they're going to make sure that it does, that doesn't happen. I'm sure it's happened, though. Well, if it does happen, <laughs> they'll, they got about at least five other guys in line waiting to take their place. Mm-hmm. That, that's just how it is, man. That's how yeah. the industry mm. is. It's a bit, and that's what I think a lot of up-and-comers don't realize it's a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. You chase your dream, you play, and you get better at it, obviously. But there's a point where you get to it that, okay, now the fun's over. It's a business. You gotta you gotta take yeah. care of business. You gotta do everything the right way. You gotta be on time. You gotta mm-hmm. you gotta hit everything right. And I mean, there's there's so much.
you guys are starting to do a lot more touring, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. talk about that because I know you guys are are all over. Is it southeast or where? Yeah, you guys southeast, southeast is what we're saying. Uh, it's where we're uh, putting our foot right now. Yeah. Moving away from the Atlanta local area and going to the regional area, which yeah, uh, Georgia, crazy, Tennessee, yeah. North Carolina, yep. South yep. Carolina, um, Mississippi, Mississippi. Uh, well, uh, that one's uh, that one's not. I think that one's where uh, that oh, one was. Yeah. It was we, we had something planned in Mississippi, but it was again. You know, we're we're learning here for touring, and it's yeah, like. Yeah. The gig was only is only paying three hundred dollars, and we were gonna hope to line something up in New Orleans, and then maybe something on the Panhandle on the way back to make it worth the time. Right. Uh, but it looked like that that's not gonna happen. So because since that's not gonna happen, we figured we'll, we'll go ahead and cancel that one, just because that wouldn't really be worth the time to go to some random city in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was gonna be on the coast in Mississippi, granted, but still, like, you know. Well, just a matter of time investment we've learned kind of which ones to do and which ones not like a great mm-hmm. one we've done is Preservation Pub in Knoxville mm-hmm. and then the Hummingbird in Macon mm. those have been two great places where we got lots of fans when we did it okay. uh, even when we did the Hummingbird in Macon there was these two guys yeah. that they came out uh, we were playing at the Masquerade and they came up to me and like dude we saw you at the Hummingbird back in March. You guys are awesome. Your guitarist posted that you guys are playing the Masquerade. We're like, we gotta come. We gotta come. We love and they came guys. all the way from Macon to see us, and it was just crazy. I mean, I was like, I was so happy about it. It was thrilling. But you know, doing these out of town shows has been a, a new step for us. We we want to continue to do these southeast shows for us. Um, for this the year, next, the, ne- the next year we're gonna be trying to hit at least one out of town city a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe do some a Florida tour. We had something in Florida, but it fell through. Uh, Florida is somewhere we want to. Um, we're going to Brunswick uh, this on the weekend. Coast. Yeah, on the coast, which is right by St. Simon's Island. So it's we'll be staying in St. Simon's. You can call that the Georgia part of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's it's far, far enough from jo- from Florida. Oh, okay. It's pretty. It's pretty. I think it's about. I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's about 50 miles or so, or maybe 100 miles from the border. Oh, wow. It's. It's you know on the Georgia definitely on the Georgia coast. I thought the Georgia coast is only like seventeen miles. What? Am I thinking no. of another state? You're thinking, thinking, of, another state. I'm thinking of New Hampshire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Georgia's coast is, is pretty. Seventeen uh, miles. Like, no. Georgia, I mean, each thirteen, one of the original thirteen colonies. Maybe that's where. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Georgia. No, but it, it, that's gonna be a fun one. I mean, we we've played in uh, in that area before, and it'll be fun to come back there. You know, it's a, we're playing a St. Patrick's Day. Uh, marathon mm-hmm. festival that they're having at this brewery. Okay. So it's gonna be fun. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, we, we try to hit all these these you know towns that we know are gonna be worth the time uh, to do it. And it it seems to also just inevitably when you do it, it, it l- l- like brings more legitimacy to your band. Yeah. yeah. More people here in Georgia or here in Atlanta are are starting to look at us and starting to mm-hmm. want to come out and see us in town. Funny enough, because they're like, wow, these guys are. They're actually touring. They're actually playing mm-hmm. around the, you know, the southeast, and they're they're not playing in Atlanta as much. So you know, when I when I can see them, I should go see them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people are kind of like taking this more seriously. Right? Yeah, more seriously is the right word to say because like if you see someone performing twenty times in one year in the same city, you're like, okay, cool. I can see them whenever I want. Why? Yeah. And then they never come out. And then they never come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, and, I, and I tell this to other like other bands like that i talk to that are like younger than us um you know i was telling you know don't play too much in the same perimeter don't mm-hmm. you know oversaturate uh y- yourself where you you know you can only play within the perimeter 
so many times in a year and expect a good turnout. Yeah. Uh, even for the best of bands. And another great thing about us playing in so many different places is that we really get to know audiences really well. Oh, yeah. We play for all sorts of different audiences mm-hmm. with different age groups and demographics. And you really kind of learn you know, what people respond to and what they don't. And then you're kind of able to tailor your sound to that. You know, yeah. We're, we're really, from us playing all these shows, we kind of figure out what people really like and we're kind of, you know, we're morphing our sounds a lot, especially with us all writing together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've improved our live show a lot, um, which is just, it's a lot of fun. I think it's practice that you do that. So tell Absolutely. people then, because you guys are booking, because that's one of the things that they ask. Are you guys booking it yourself? Do you go through a booking agency? So, uh, yes and no. I mean, there's a booking agency that we work with. Uh, they, they, they've uh, booked, you know, some of the out-of-town ones. I've booked some of them myself. For all the in-town stuff, like, you know, places at the Masquerade, mm-hmm. Smithsville Bar, uh, bad life i booked that myself i've just developed you know built those connections with those venues right. here over the years uh but a lot of the out-of-town stuff the booking agency um is something that we've been working with um just to have help get connections with those venues that are mm-hmm. out of state that i don't have connections right. with because it's hard to i've had i haven't had the best look when i'm reaching out to a venue that we haven't played out mm-hmm. um now, once we get that connection, I'll usually reach out to them in the future to book something to go back. Yeah. That's the way she goes. Like yep. the, I've done that with the Hummingbird. I've done that with Preservation Pub. And I did it here with this uh, brewery we played at in Charlotte back in December mm-hmm. where we're playing at again in uh, May. So um, Usually people want us back, which is... It feels, yeah. right. it feels rewarding <laughs> like, to, to go up to the bar you know, when you're settling with them. And hear them say, "Oh yeah, we want to have you back here." Like, "Oh yeah, you guys like that?" Can I come back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, they. That's what they. I mean, that, they, they told me about that in the preservation pub when I was partying yeah. after that set. They're like, they like to show. <laughs> no, yeah. I settled. But I got, yeah, I was and I took after. care of business. Joseph's yeah. partying. We're like, we'll now, let him yeah. do his thing. Are you guys getting to do your originals only, or you have to still do covers? Mix. Yeah, we'll mix, mix it. It's do what, what kind of strategy for you know? Um, anything 45 minutes long we'll have two or three covers but when we get to the three hour territory it's challenging for a band to even fill one hour of original music so what we'll do is kind of like we'll do one song original two covers one song original two covers and cycle it's like, like so that, like, yeah. it's like hey here's one we wrote now here's two you like now here's one we wrote and here's yeah. the coolest thing about it uh, for the most place people want to hear more original like when we played at Preservation Pub this one woman said I want to hear another song from your EP because I played one I said this is a song from our first EP we put out and we were about to go do a cover and she's like, I want to hear another song from your EP. So we just oh, we skipped the song and ended up changing the order. Your Preservation Pub, I recently discovered it's one of those places that uh, they actually do have quite a few bands that come through that play original music. Yeah, people like oh, it there. It's yeah. you know, it's a college town. And one of the bands that rehearses in my building has actually got uh, two dates, so two days, uh, two day, uh, two nights over there. Oh wow, cool. that'll be fun. That'd See, be so fun. I prefer originals anyway. I mean, that's, yeah. I, I've and I've said it before. I never, I've never liked covers because you're com- going to be compared to whoever you're doing. Yeah, regardless. Yeah. And so, like, I'm never going to like. I'll do a Prince cover, but I'm not going to do it like Prince. Yeah, you know, that's where the money. In my opinion, yeah. that's where the money is. And it's funny you should say that because mm-hmm. we've got something cooking right now that we kind <laughs> of a few practices ago we were just kind of looking at each other and we're like. What can we do that will go viral? And we say that to me like, what what can we do uh, that like when, when someone looks yeah. at their phone, they're like, I've got to show someone else this. <laughs> right. And so we thought, okay, now now what are the yeah, secret? Don't spoil it. Don't, don't, the secret. You're, you're going to Barbie don't girl. Spoil it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got something along the lines of what you're saying. Of we'll, we'll do cooking. a cover that, yeah. but it's 
It's Barbie girl. What you do? It's Barbie it girl, isn't it? It's Barbie girl. It's Barbie girl. Yeah. Yeah. Our interpretation it's Barbie girl. Barbie girl. It's heavy metal girl. version. Yeah, all about And that's different for us because normally when we do covers, we normally keep it pretty true to the artist. Like, and I usually, for me, just being when I'm picking out a song that I want to cover, like I usually think one. Um, is it going to be a crowd pleaser? Yeah. Like the one, there's a, song, a few songs that I had us learn this year that like I picked to cover were like She's So High by Tal Bachman. Okay. I just knew it from playing it solo acoustic, big crowd pleaser. People sing along to it every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, Mr. Uh, Brightside is Mr. Side. Brightside. Mr. Brightside, that was the one middle, that they did. The middle. Yeah, Brain Steel, Green Day. Greg suggested nice. Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand, yeah, which absolutely. is a lot of fun. Yeah. So we got yeah. some covers that like really get the crowd moving. And I feel yeah. like, you know, it's really difficult to get a crowd to to act like they're alive to your original music. Yeah. And if you can kind of get them with like Take Me Out or Mr. Brightside. Mr. You know, Brightside gets them. If you get them huh? moving a little bit, they're yeah. a little more receptive. Like, oh, okay. See, yeah. I would do that with like, I do the Prince, like I said, when Doves Cry, I do a cover. What mm. I would do is the way I did it is because it's different. I would get the people involved. Like I'll buy you a drink if you can figure out what song this is before I get to the hook. Oh. And that's how I would do it. Because, oh, nice. I mean, it's completely different than the way they did it. And yeah. It, it goes fun. like you were saying before, you got to interact with the people there. You got to learn the audience. Right. It was a cool, I mean, audience interaction. The one coolest thing, Andrew sings Mr. Brightside when we do that one. And okay. one of the coolest things was a spontaneous moment. Last time we played in Macon at the Hummingbird, um, they, they we had just finished playing Mr. Brightside. Everyone was singing along. And then the audience kept singing it when we were done playing. <laughs> yeah, they asked us to play it again. No, they didn't ask us. We just rolled into it. We rolled, we rolled in back it, into yeah. the chorus again. And, and we just, we did it again. And then ended, you know, ended on the uh, last chorus and outro. And they were going That's crazy. Fun. That was a great moment. There was yeah. two cool yeah. moments. And this was a, a, another show. That was the last time I played. And then the first time I played there, they were making us in early because they it was getting a little loud on stage and the bartenders weren't liking it. Uh, <laughs> my, my amp, Sean's uh, app was, it had, was it, it had an issue where one of the buttons was like stuck between on and off, and that the button was the uh, it was the uh, plus four dBU or the minus ten dBV. <laughs> so I was going in and out of way too loud and way too quiet. Yeah. And it was uh, the audience didn't mind. But the, the, the bartenders were getting mad. So <laughs> they the, we were we finished standing tall and it was supposed to be our last song, but then the audience it was probably about I don't know. Would you say a hundred people in there? Oh, easy. I, I, I counted to like sixty, and like I can't keep track past that. that yeah, I mean, and, and, I couldn't play and count at the and same they, time. I, I, I've never been able to do that anyway. Really? So I, I feel like I go into autopilot almost where like like I'm when we play live shows and there's not an audio engineer, I'm also the mixing engineer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'll be playing. I'm like, that doesn't sound right, and I'll be like, I'll still be playing, and I'll be mixing. <laughs> yeah. No, and and but like, all a hundred people started yelling. One more song. Yeah. One more song. And the bar was going crazy. And I was just like, can we play one more? And then they're like, yeah. And then we ended on Green Day's Wake Me Up When September Ends. Yeah. And the whole audience too. started singing along. And it was really, it was that wasn't even supposed to be our ender. You can go yeah. Town Road and completely lose them. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. We should, no, we, we should, should do that. We do the full band thing with overdriven guitars and Michael Hart. Yeah, Jesse, that might be a good idea. You might see Uptown Roads by the Relics. Old Town Roads. Let's do Uptown Funk in the style of Old Town Roads. Uptown Funk you up. I'll take my horse to the Old Town Road. Uptown Funk you up. We did that with Stand By Me and Basket Case. No uh, way. Really? Yes. I don't really? know how we did it, but we were playing around here just goofing off, and That's then we just kind of medleyed into it, because I think medleys are cool. We lo- I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah, since, since, oh my gosh. Yeah. We uh, love doing that. After I joined the band, okay, 
So first and foremost, I only have one tattoo on my body, and it's Dark Side of the Moon, if that tells you anything about my <laughs> love of medleys. And so when I joined the band, I was like, Fighter and Born to be Wild are both in the key of E, and we just kind of slap off on mm-hmm. Fighter, so just immediately go into Born to be Wild. And you also did the thing, like, run so down a dream. Things, like the run down a dream, we'll just be holding it out, and I go, ba da 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 And then we do um, our song Roundabout. And this was something I think you figured out too. It was like roundabout was like it ends it's, it's in, in it's G in, sharp. Uh, yeah, G, G sharp, sharp or A flat, whichever you prefer to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we would go, and this, this audience is love this. We'll be doing roundabout, which is our song. You know, usually on these songs when we're, we're doing a show where we, we're playing covers, we'll start off with like Jumpin' Jack Flash, Mary Jane's Last Dance, then we'll do roundabout. And we won't be talking at all. We'll just be on song to song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then roundabout, right when this ends, it ends on the G sharp and bam, 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 go right into Billy Joel. We go into Billy Joel's You May Be Right, and it just yeah. it's a seamless flow. Because yeah. what happens is roundabout starts in G, mm-hmm. and then the last chorus is in G sharp, then mm-hmm. between G and A, and then Billy Joel's You May Be Right is in A, so we're just chromatically moving. moving and then Greg works very well. has thought of ways to keep songs moving with the drums, where yeah. if it, there is no, if there's no melodic way or, you know, chord way to do it or if we're like change sometimes we, we have a half step down portion set where we do songs that we are half like step down like yeah. she or uh she or brain see by green day mm-hmm. they're you know half step down mr bright side half step down yeah. and you, you definitely want continuity with your set um mm-hmm. there's an artist i played with and the way he does his set is like the first four of his set i gotta be the hottest ones like you gotta get him with those four yeah. you gotta be bangers mm. high energy songs and so once you get him with that, you know, and he makes sure that he has a certain method that he does as far as like to make sure those work. And he does, and and he achieves success every time. And so that was a method that I, working with, you know, people like that, I can just take in any situation I'm in and just communicate those things because mm-hmm. I know they're effective. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah I remember the first um, rehearsal where Greg suggested just like, we were doing, we were opening with, I guess, Baby Blue. And then Greg said, how about instead of having space between Roundabout and Baby Blue, we just, I start the drums on Roundabout. You come and count, one, two, one, two, three, four. Yeah. And then that's, yeah. what, that's what we've yeah. been doing yeah. since. Yeah. You gotta have. Because we always, always do Roundabout second. Wait to segue away songs. And like, if you can make it like a, um, you want to talk to the crowd, but if you can make mm. it seamless, where you can just like, almost like a, like a mix like a, a DJ mix or whatever. Oh yeah. Song to song. I mean that's that's what the pros well, I, don't, I don't know if I entirely agree with you. Have to talk to the crowd, and the only yeah. reason I say that is another one of my favorite bands is Tool. And I got to see them thankfully in January of 2020 before the oh. pandemic shut everything down. And of course the singer, you know, talked to them like to sing, mm-hmm. but he only said one phrase the entire show. It was like three or four songs in, and he goes Atlanta, and we go. Ah! And he goes, you can do better. And he just goes in the next song. That's all he said the entire night. That, but I mean, I've seen bands like, I mean, Green Day, one of my favorites. Like they, I do they, like that. They just, um, like Green Day, like they, they go from song to song. Just, but he'll he'll like talk well the songs at the intro or something or yeah, while yeah. the drums are going. Or, keep the music going. Keep the music. Have something going. He, he, he's always talking while the music's going or something. Yeah. You know, it's rare that there's this dead sound and he talks. Absolutely. Uh, now, there's certain people that they can do that. Like if it's Paul McCartney, which I've seen him Dozens of times. Paul McCartney could stand on a stage and people would cheer. Yeah, <laughs> if he's there, it's like it's like you know you're watching one of the rock messiahs, you know, rock disciples. Yeah. Just like you know, just he's you know, when he's talking, it's like 
people he doesn't need any music playing because that's Paul McCartney. That, that's how I felt with Mick Jagger. We saw the Rolling Stones when they came through last November, and the whole time that like he wasn't singing and he was doing his Mick Jagger dances, I was <laughs> thinking. He could do anything. <laughs> yeah. People would love it. Yeah. No, that's why he he did those dances like insanely good for someone who's 78 or yeah, all Mick Jagger. I mean, goodness gracious. His energy was unbelievable. He was, Sabio, there. You know, just going all around, just doing his thing. It was incredible. Okay, he, he, da- he danced a little bit like, uh, uh, you know, Oscar from The Office. He, mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of his dances. He's like, his dances remind me a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's his signature moves. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you know when they're they've been like Dolly Parton. She can get in there and do whatever mm. she wants to. Dolly oh Parton. yeah, absolutely. No, she's the yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, she's definitely. I, I mean, of, of of like the country female mm-hmm. equivalent of that. Like she's just like mm. she's so loved. People love her so much. Oh, I love Dolly she's, Parton. She's she's for for like female songwriter. She's like, got to be one of the, the biggest influences out there. A hundred percent. Her and Stevie Nicks. Yeah. I was just about to say, come on, let's go, Stevie yeah. Nicks. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, and. That's one person I'd love to meet, be Dolly Parton. That's oh, like she seems so sweet. She's wonderful. Um, yeah. and, and I mean, one thing a lot of people don't realize is she wrote the song uh, that Whitney Houston made famous. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Do you know I'll, what movie that was from? I'll Always Love You knew what movie it's from. Bodyguard. No, the, Dolly Parton's movie. Really? That was do you from... Know what, do you know what movie she... Was oh, no, I didn't know. No, what? Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Really? <laughs> she sang that to Burt <laughs> Look really? it up. That's, she's saying that song. What kind of song. movie is that, man? Because <laughs> I know exactly Whitney is like. from the movie The Bodyguard, right? So that's the one that Whitney did. Yeah, Hughes that's the one that Whitney did, right. Yeah, the one, mm. And I, for the longest time, I thought it was a song that was written for Whitney Houston. So then what I'm song about, did she write for Whitney Houston? Uh, well, she didn't write. She, Whitney Houston covered it. It was the song, uh, I Will Always Love You. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. So the 80s is a musical. Best of the Warehouse in Texas. Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Dolly Parton. Uh, it was based on something that happened back then, like in the 80s or 70s. Okay. But you watch that movie, she's singing that song to Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. And he's literally wow. sitting there just watching her. And I know it's supposed to be part of the movie, but you can kind of see that he's like just in awe of her just yeah. singing that song. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because it's a musical about a whorehouse. Then <laughs> <laughs> Whitney Houston takes it and for the bodyguard. Yeah. And it like becomes number one again. And like, wow. Dolly just collecting the money go ahead oh, yeah, wow. yeah, Dolly, yeah she was probably totally cool with that oh, I mean, absolutely she's probably oh yeah that's more money for me I've seen Dolly do or not I've heard a cover her do Stairway to Heaven oh, oh are you serious she did it she took it and made oh, it bluegrass it's really cool. interesting oh, I, speaking I, I of classic rock and bluegrass um, there's this thing that I've seen pop up uh, like once a year I'll hear it it's um it's a cover of Time by Pink Floyd but bluegrass <laughs> oh yeah Time. it's incredible <laughs> there is nice. a band um, what is, I can't, uh, they, Hazy Dixie, they would take Snoop Dogg songs and turn them into bluegrass. <laughs> wow. They did, they did Gin and Juice. And, oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, what was another I can one? I picture that, actually. But they're, and they're really, it's really good. I like doing, I, there's one thing I'll do, I'll, uh, I'll take the chords to Bohemian Rhapsody and I'll put it in like a reggae or ska rhythm. It's really, it's really fun. <laughs> See, that's what I think a great song is. You can put it in any genre you want to mm-hmm. and it's still going to sound good. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean, you can put anything. So that's why so when you take a cover song and you turn it to your own, you have to. I, I think you do because like, I've always been horrible with time. That's why they don't let me on the drums because I'm just Oh, like, gosh, I'm my timing's horrible. a joke. That's why, I, you know. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's a just... songwriter in you because you write your own songs when you're writing it. You don't have a drum. And, you don't, and I can't do it to a click track. I'll just start twitching. You know, <laughs> yeah. I can't listen to that. So I'll, you write it to your own rhythm. Uh-huh. And then once you get in front of a drums, then you can straighten it out. Yeah, I'll say one, anyway. two, two, two words that I've said kind of define that idea is internal clock. 
and yeah. all like and, and when you're in a band all of your guys' internal clock has to be synced mm-hmm. she said yeah. you made me think of uh, Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny my biological clock is ticking like this <laughs> <laughs> oh great movie oh wow <laughs>
Well, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Jesse, thank you. Thank thanks you so much for having us. This, this is fun. We could have had a longer one, but Joseph had to do all his shows and had to get his songs. And- uh, <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. the lead singer. I get it. Yeah. Trust me. We had a lead singer. It was the same way. Like, hey, let's do it in a tape. We like the, he wanted to do like a Facebook post. And like, all right, record it. And he's going to do live. I was like, all right, take one. I take 200. Like, dude, my fingers are blistered. You can I don't have know why. Yeah. That, that was getting the best of me for some reason. We were, I think it was just playing... Uh, was it, uh, we'd never really done a. Uh, I don't even know why. There's really no excuse for it. It's it, a Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday tired. night. It, was just, it happens. Yeah, took some a couple and takes on that. Once you get into, once you get in your head, you you can't get out of your. Head. Yeah, it sucks. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's, oh, like, that's something I noticed so early on. I hadn't even picked up a real guitar yet. I was playing Guitar Hero, and I noticed <laughs> that if I was playing perfectly, I play the rest of the song perfect. But the moment I made a mistake, more were to come. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that. that as a songwriter, when you're on stage, you guys are you, you're live. You don't get any chances to fix it. You no. better not stop. And I, I, I've had mm-hmm. a talk with my singer one time. I'm like, dude, you cannot stop in the middle of a song if you're on stage. You just wow. keep going. You I know, yeah. unless it's at the very beginning of a song. The very, even that, I don't know. I saw a band do. Uh, <laughs> keep going, yeah, right? I said the drummer can't stop. Oh, right. Okay, listen, listen, I was in School of Rock. I, I won't name names or tell where, but we were doing a Guns N' Roses tribute, and we were playing Civil War, and this kid who is already bad enough on the drums just flat out stopped in the middle of it, like the oh. chorus, just like stopped playing, and it was like, he just killed the whole song and the oh. whole show. Oh, <laughs> and the whole show. <laughs> Cringe. You, and, and you learn. This is something you learn as you get yeah. in front of other That's people. what school rocks for. It's a learning experience, yeah. you know? Right. No one's like recording just being like, that's as good as you'll ever be. Right. <laughs> now, I had a, it's funny you say that, I, have a, I had an art teacher that told me not to ever do art again. Really? Yes, I was that in high school. Wow. wow. I, I was drew a picture. I thought it was really good. It was a picture I, I'm a or something. I'm a music teacher, and I can't ever imagine myself saying that to anyone. Oh, so well, cruel, yeah. She said, Jesse, you do not need to be drawn. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, can, it can go either way, though, because sometimes that puts the fire under that person to be determined to actually be a perfectionist. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If they really it want it. on how the person interprets it. Yeah, yeah, if they or really want. Or you just kicked them in the face and they don't know when to get back up. You know? <laughs> yep. Either one. Yeah. Well, her, I mean, I wasn't big in art. Anymore. I didn't care. My art was always songwriting or music. Mm-hmm. Same Drawing, here. I know I'm hard. I'm, I'm terrible. I'm not, I can make a yeah, stick figure look bad. Okay, it's yeah. not going to matter. Yeah, stick so figure. So <laughs> that didn't bother me as much as the fact that, you know, we grew up, at my age, it wasn't, they didn't kind of cater to you and tell you nice things. They like, you know, you moron, what are you doing? You know, it's just, let's get it right. <laughs> and so it didn't bother me as much as like... You call it tough love. Right. And people now, now you can't do that. You do that to a kid now, Oof. oh my God, their mental health is like, I can't take it. <laughs> no, I told my daughter, I said, do not use those words. That and masculine tox- toxic masculinity. I said, do not use those words in this house. <laughs> it okay, sounds like you're maybe being a little toxically masculine. Oh my God. <laughs> No. I, no, no, no. I'm a to- no, I am. I'm a total male chauvinist. I told oh my, my wife, I said, I got one word for her when she gets on my nerve. Woman. <laughs> That's it. See, uh, woman. Uh, yep. See the I best know. thing. You know, you're doing Jesse, you're doing it wrong. Where's the H in woman? Woman. <laughs> the best thing I ever saw was speaking of toxic masculinity was the SNL parody of the Gillette commercial where they were talking about toxic masculinity and I they were the it. Kool-Aid man. And they were like saying, That's not cool. Don't you can't just come bursting in like that. Like, <laughs> it was so funny. Like they were parodying that, that is this really the best a man can do? But it was the Kool-Aid like, no, look, you gotta knock. Like it's like oh, oh 
Oh yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was so funny. I have to That's see. Funny. I haven't seen it. Oh, you gotta look it up. A little Kool Aid Man SNL Gillette parody or something okay. like that. It is so funny. That's yeah. I think the last SNL was one of Chevy Chase and Bill Murray. That's when I used to watch it. Oh wow. gosh, yeah, yeah. A classic oh, SNL. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. I'm older. <laughs> That's why I'm part of Yes Man. It stands for middle aged men. I just read that. I, 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 I never realized that's what the mam the mam stand for. Yeah, middle middle age age we're trying to think of names for band. I'm like, I don't remember what we came across. And it's like, well, let's do yes, ma'am. It's country, it's southern, and and me and Jordan yes, started it. Yes, we ma'am. So, right. So it's like we're all kind of middle aged. Let's just do middle aged men. I love it. It's clever. I didn't. I never realized those who read as yes, ma'am, like with the yep. you know in, like a an acronym. An acronym. Yep. Yeah, first I saw that I was like yes, man. Oh, 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 yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I saw it as yes, ma'am. I was like, oh, that must be a female lead singer. And then I was like, oh, they're all got. And then when I actually read the T-shirt, I'm like, I thought it was just like a like a play on words. And then nope. like. Then I see that. Like, oh, that's and see, funny. if we ever do get a female singer, then I can change it. Yeah, well, yes, ma'am. We'll just say what it, we do whatever she says. <laughs> but we all know what it really is. Hey, yes. <laughs> see, uh, uh, you're, you're a little bit too old. There's a game that came out a few years ago called Fallout New Vegas. And I'm the biggest Fallout fan in the world. But there's, there, one of the most important characters is Yes Man, uh-huh. is his name. And so I saw them like, ah, probably not, but ah. <laughs> that <laughs> made me think Carrey. of Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. yeah. Great yeah. movie. That's a hilarious oh, movie. That I is love that. Is a good life philosophy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming on. Thank you for having That's us, Jesse. So, uh, tell everybody where they can find you guys at, and then I got a couple questions yes. that are not music related that yes. we always ask the guests. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so you can find us on uh, Spotify first and foremost, or wherever you stream your music. Mm-hmm. Just the relics. Look for the one. That's the record logo one. It's got a little right. vinyl record logo. It's the relics. Uh, and you'll see a picture of us. Run away from anyone else you see named the relics. They're not. We the have relics. the trademark. We've, Message we've... them and say you suck. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> Just tell them to change your name. But uh, you know, and then on Facebook it's the uh, relics twenty four seven at the relics twenty four seven. Then Instagram is the period or dot whatever yeah. you prefer relics and uh, Twitter if you if you still use that I guess. The underscore relics. We have a Twitter. We're not. And then TikTok is the dot relics. So our TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook are what we post on primarily. Mm -hmm. Um, Primarily with Instagram, I would say. But uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely follow us on social media. That helps us out a lot. You know, record labels these Mm -hmm. days. That's what they're looking at. They Mm -hmm. want to make sure you have a social media following. So that's, you know, help us out a lot. We like to have fun on there too. We do. We like to post fun, creative content Mm -hmm. that uh, people enjoy watching. So definitely, uh, Check it out. Come follow us. Yeah, you have to. And I said, uh, you guys were in the countdown, and your song actually got retired. Yes. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And thank you so yeah, much. For, yeah. uh, thank you so And I, I want to take this time to thank everyone who voted for us. Uh, yes. Thank you for the George Songbirds, Jesse, for letting us in the competition. And thank you for everyone who took time out of their day to vote for us mm-hmm. and get our song, Standing Tall, Retired. Yep. And they, yeah, that was a great feeling seeing that we uh, and it's not easy that's no it's 12 weeks in a row 12, right? yeah 12 weeks yeah. You, if yeah. you stay in the countdown for 12 weeks I had, to, I had to do it too I learned it from the beginning because if I didn't set a time limit some people's fan bases are so crazy that they'll be in they'd be in all year I was like huh. okay I gotta set a time frame for it yeah. 12 weeks is a good time frame retire send another song if you want I'll put it in works the same way uh, it's playing on a radio station now because I started a radio station, Georgia Songbirds Radio. Your guys awesome. are in rotation. Great. Awesome. Wow. It's uh, it's on auto, so I don't know when. It's just thrown in oh, there. But yeah, if you have new releases, cool. let me know. I put it in like a new Music Monday. Wow, sweet. Um, I'm building that up like I did the podcast because the podcast has grown so much. Now I'm doing the radio too, and I'm going to grow that just as big. Wow. And like I said, I'm going to run out of 
time. I just know I am. <laughs> no, it, it was great. I mean, it was it was uh, it was standing tall was standing tall on the countdown. Right. So it was really and it's in the Spotify. I made a Spotify playlist. Great. For everybody who I do the weekly countdown. I'll, I'll update that one every week. Mm. And then there's right now there's four all time volumes. So if you've ever been in a countdown and you have Spotify, which you guys do. It's in the countdown. Mm. So Spotify doesn't give you much. We know that. But at least it's a spin and you guys can, can sure. listen to it and, sure. and do it awesome. that way. Cool. Thanks. So here's the non-musical part of the countdown. Okay. Man, I didn't study for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hidden talents. We know what you guys can do musically. I'm a great athlete. I'm joking. Can I laugh? <laughs> I mean... Uh, oh, you're not bad. You're I'm not bad. bad. Yeah, I, I played football growing up. Uh, what positions did you play? I played wide receiver, okay. and then I played hockey too when I was a uh, middle school or an elementary school. So I can I actually that's a actually it's a good tell. I can ice skate pretty well. Can oh, I ice skate? Like, oh, I can oh, ice I'm skate so like nobody's bad. business. I'm I can, so we all gotta go ice skating. I didn't know that. Yeah. I'm I can, so bad. You, you told me you went ice skating with this girl this past year. I didn't know you were like good at it. Oh no, that's why I go on dates with girls there because I'm like, because oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can show off and catch them and they're like, oh, you know, falling and you know, just, like, oh, you're, still, my dear. you're doing a triple um, helix out there. You know, yeah, I'm just doing, you know, skating backwards, crisscrossing and doing it. So like, that's a talent. I, I can, I can oh, ice skate cool. real well. Yeah. Uh, I'll say my hidden talent. I cook just about every single night, and I love cooking. I make bomb ass food. I okay. I didn't know that. I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I love cooking. But, but it's, it's not really talent. It's more of just like a skill. No, that's a talent. I'd it's say talent? It's talent. I don't know. That is no, it's a talent too. It's talent. Got, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can clap quickly. Let's see. <laughs> I wish I did video. You like one of those hats? <laughs> and don't you also do stand-up comedy? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Did, I also did stand-up for about four years um, back when I was in Indiana, around kind of the Midwest. Okay. Um, stopped doing that just because it's very stressful and very difficult. <laughs> if you like have an ego, try stand-up, and it will. I it have will go a away. friend I played football with that is a professional comedian. His name is Dave Stone. Oh, cool. He's, uh, he's a big bearded guy, and he had a joke about being a fat vegan. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to have a signature joke. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, I don't know if this counts as far as I, I used to draw, and mm-hmm. I actually got pretty good at it. Oh, it really? Was, I didn't know that. Right? Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I studied art in, like, this is middle school, but I studied art, and I actually have I still have my, my stuff from then. What? And uh, I used to... Uh, use a lot of different type of mediums like um, acrylic uh, paint, mm, okay. uh, watercolor with the tubes. Mm, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Oil pastels. That's and awesome. Also, we studied like a lot of different artists in a lot of different periods. Okay. Um, so, like the Impressionist period, and mm. then like also um, just studying different styles of art. Of course, we all know about people like Picasso, but one of my favorite artists was uh, Salvador Dali. Yes. And because he had just some really like crazy looking Listen, stuff. Long, like I had clocks right well, there. Well, his style was called surrealism because okay. he would take realistic things and put them in unrealistic realistic situations. Okay. Um, and then we studied like, you no know, female artists like people like Georgia O'Keeffe and people like that. Um, I found out about Andy Warhol also. But mm. the interesting thing is that I didn't find out about Basquiat until later. And the interesting thing about that because I know... Um, Basquiat and Andy Warhol kind of um, were associated uh, pretty closely at, at one time. Okay. And so, um, and I remember one of Andy Warhol saying one of the things is that uh, he's just, he was how, how how quick he was. He was just so so much faster than he was as far mm-hmm. as doing what he would do. So, um, I'm 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 really into art 
and things like that. And nice. um, just I'm thinking about all the other art periods like um, Monet Renoir, all those people wow. like that. Um, so I didn't know that, Greg. Uh, That's cool. Yeah. Also, I mean, I just studied all yeah. Greg, I know for like two years, not a word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've known, I've known yeah. you for four years. Yeah. So, so, um, um, yeah, so I used to like I used to sit outside and and, and paint. Um, what? Like do landscapes and stuff like that. Okay. So, uh, um, awesome. you ever do Piedmont Park? But, yeah, but I got into music and I kind of left the art alone. Mm, so, gotcha. the music kind of took over okay. from there. But, uh, yeah, a little bit of art. See, that's why oh, I asked these questions because question. I didn't know that. You wouldn't know. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know. Yeah. You gotta do some art for, uh, for the band. <laughs> I, 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 I think I have to, I have to uh, you know, just get the skill back. Yeah, <laughs> I feel yeah. that. I, feel I can. That. I, I'm, I'm, if I put the effort in, it probably wouldn't take much time to, to, to get it back up to par. That would be cool. Yeah. Have a hand job. If somebody could do was do the movie of your life, who would play you in the movie of your life? Uh, I'll Jason say. <laughs> well, you've got the long hair at least. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say Andrew Garfield. Okay. I can see yeah, that. I could totally yeah. see that. I love him. You got his Andrew. Andrew hair. Yeah, yeah. Wow, got, he's got yeah. the big hair, tall, skinny guy. You know, Man. beautiful, more beautiful than me, but it's close. <laughs> I don't know who Wait, uh, you just. So I, I, Gerard Butler, if he was younger. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I get, I've got him. Like I, when I was going into work once, this guy was like, "You look just like that dude from 300." And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, I see. and I was like, you're like, check out my ads. I was like, man, well, thank you, man. You know, I, I'm not as ripped as him, but you know. Here's, here's uh, the thing. Everyone, one. everyone says that I look like someone who's already dead. <laughs> or, just like in you general know, I, I maybe uh, if Sylvester Stallone was able to do music I don't know Sylvester, maybe Sylvester Stallone or uh, maybe Rami Malek I don't know if, Ooh. Uh, maybe that would That's be he's uh, Freddie Mercury himself he did a great yeah, he Freddie Mercury yeah, he was, he's so good yeah. but uh, yeah those were two people I, 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 that would come to mind for me I guess Greg I'm still thinking <laughs> I am still thinking about that one I mean there it's somewhat there's a couple people that come to mind, but then again, it's like, nah, not because <laughs> it, it's I because I, I know there's someone, and then I, I'm sure it'll eventually click. And um, I want I want to be accurate with my assessment. So based off what you're saying, someone who would be a representative of me now, or who I aspire to be, or just just well, life. for for now, for your life, for my life somebody's doing your life story, like a biopic. Right. If someone's doing mm. like, yeah, yeah. And when yeah. you're seventy, looking back on them, and somebody's doing the movie of Greg, who's <laughs> yeah. playing you? Absolutely. Um, I know that person is there, and um, I just want to say their right name, and right oh. now, so. And what are they in? Saying Whoopi Goldberg was good CGI. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. Um, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, well, there's a name that comes to my mind, but I can kind of give you more of a more of a. Um, that one guy said Don Cheadle that one time, but that I don't really see that one. I would say I like uh, what's the guy? That, is it Donald Glover? Who played? Oh, Donald Glover. Oh, you mean uh, say, that yeah, played Childish uh, Gambino? Yeah, yeah. That, is that his name Donald Glover? Isn't that yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah, I can yeah, because yeah, yes, yeah, Donald Glover, you're right. Yeah, maybe because yeah, I've been watching like, Community. You got long dreads. Love that show. That's yeah. a great um, show. Cool, cool, cool. I, I tried <laughs> watching that show, but the, the main male lead just I can't. John McHale. I'm going to say so I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a name, and I'm only going to say it for one reason. One reason. It's probably not the most accurate, but I'm only saying it because uh, I'm saying Will Smith. And the reason why I say Will Smith. Hell yeah. Is because um, 
basically like a triumph over the past. Okay. Uh, the movie he had when um, what's that movie? Um, oh, uh, 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 Pursuit of Happiness. Right. Okay. Yeah. You got a guy that was living a certain way, and he had to overcome a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, there I'm not I'm not going to get into anything, but there's some things I've right. you know had to get past, and um, so I'm when I look back on where I was, you know I just have a sense of gratitude about things. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so some of the things that like watching those movies, even in my situation, was inspirational for me. Okay. Because I could see myself as like, okay, well. This person just stayed focused and he just didn't let the situation get yeah. to him. He had to endure, be very mm-hmm. strong, got past the situation. Are we and, talking about that robot? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even that so he did. He got past that and he was able to get to, to where... That was a great movie. the thing about it is mm-hmm. like when you go through those things, it's like you appreciate a lot more. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You totally. appreciate things a whole lot more. Hardship definitely makes you appreciate the better times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Um, for right now, I gotta be specific. That's that's what I'll go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, if you guys won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do with it? Not tell anyone. Not tell anyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Build a fence around my whole property. <laughs> I'd uh, buy one of those meet and greet tickets for Paul McCartney. <laughs> so I could finally meet him. One of those like crazy, and then uh, buy us a recording contract. Yeah, I was just gonna say if, if yeah. we really did win, win the lottery, first of all, that's where it's going is is to make a successful. Because part of the make us problem rich. with music is not having enough money to throw oh, at it. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to have money to throw something. at it. Gotta have money. Yeah. So that's what I would do if, uh, if I won the lottery. I buy us a street team and just a whole organization. A whole team, yeah. <laughs> it would just be like a whole... The amount of yeah. promotions would be ridiculous. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely. Just, it's huge. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so that that's definitely an answer. Besides that, I'd buy my fiance whatever she wanted and my dog whatever she wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um... Invest in some things, some more self-sustaining things like uh, land. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, all this here is family Mars on Mars land. Travel. Oh. Yeah. Mars space travel. Land and Mars um, yeah. land. <laughs> you know, it's, it's great to be to have resources, yeah. especially in, in these times. It's oh, funny. Wow. I'm listening to them. I'm like, I'm gonna blow it on this and this. And Greg is over here. Hey, Greg's I'm make investments. One. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm you said the first thing. You, the first thing after that. Greg is the the. The undisputed responsible one is Ben. <laughs> Andrew's second most responsible, I would say. And then me, probably third, and Sean God last. <laughs> Why? Because I'm the youngest? Yes. I'm going to buy a puppy for yes. every day of the week. <laughs> yeah. I can be responsible when I need to be. But then, uh, you know, I, I, I can be very irresponsible, too. So Man, earlier man, today, sometimes. I was just, like, flipping through all my life mistakes. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> like a rotary phone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got one more question for you. Okay. All right, three things on your bucket list. Mm. Great question. Okay, number one, skydive. I've, I've been skydive. bungee jumping. I've never been skydiving. Sounds cool still. I don't oh, want to wow. jump out of a perfectly good plane, but that's you. Go ahead. Uh, skydive. Um, I want to try most drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not every one of them. You haven't. Try. You haven't already. <laughs> and this is why he's ranked last on the responsibility here. You he just proved like their point. <laughs> He proved my point right there. <laughs> um, I think uh, the last thing I want to do on a bucket list is is I, this is more of like a sustainable thing, not a one-time thing, but like just be a part of a musical group. God willing, the relics that like plays like actual like not sold-out stadiums. That might be wishful thinking, but just like 
larger venues. It's yeah. not like a bar on a street. You know? Gotcha. For me, so going along with what Sean said, playing in an arena, yeah, setting mm-hmm. bars is really high. So that would be just if something like that, we were to a show where we're playing in an arena or a stadium. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do acid with me? No, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be that Maybe would be after. number one for me. That would be electric. Uh, just gonna, and I won't say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was gonna say number. Recorded. I was gonna say number two. I won't say that. That sounds so pathetic. Uh, but uh, number two, uh, I think going the Grand Canyon would be cool. Mm, yeah. I've always yes. I, I've flown nice. over it uh, for work. I, I I love hiking and being out in nature. That's something I love to do on my free okay. time when I have it. Like a few weeks ago, I was in Arizona for work and I hiked up Camelback Mountain. It was just breathtaking, looking at the mountains, being out in God's creation. It's just I love it so much. Uh, that or you know Jerusalem. Um, go somewhere like Jerusalem, maybe. I've been mm-hmm. to the Grand Canyon, and it's just as breathtaking as every single cartoon and TV show. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, sure. It's not, it's, so we went there a couple years ago. Oh, yeah. I'm nice. oh, sure. And then get married. <laughs> that was a pathetic <laughs> thing, I was going to say. We all got to go, aww. I've been married twice. You can have my ex. Okay. Yeah. But my younger sisters have uh, are engaged before me. Well, one of them was married now, and that one's getting married this this summer. So uh, you know, we're going in a reverse order, my family. But maybe it's because I got this band that's been sucking me dry. So uh, <laughs> financially, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I love these guys. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say I want to write a hit song. Uh, even if it's a one-hit wonder type of thing, to there have a hit song. Chumbawamba uh, did it. <laughs> yep, I'd be very happy to have a I Chumbawamba career trajectory. I just looked for, for that. Have you seen the album it's cover so for that weird. song? What the goddamn fuck were they saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Probably acid. Yeah. <laughs> no, I... I that, as, as the speaker of the community, no, no, no it's something else. <laughs> um, besides that, I'd love to, I mean, traveling the world is a big part of it. You know, I've been to two countries so far besides the U.S., but mm-hmm. I'd love to go to like 20. And then, I mean, I, I set financial goals for myself as well. So, I mean, let's say net worth of $10 million would be great. <laughs> Should have had Bitcoin, right, when it first came out? Oh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to get ten dollars. <laughs> I just realized I'm gonna change my get married one to meet Paul McCartney. There we go. Or, oh, or yeah. Billy Joe Armstrong or Billy yeah. Joel. I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch that for my bucket list because I should expect to get married. So those are the three things. Yeah, you I'm said like, that. I was yeah. like, oh, cute. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm taking it. It's not cute anymore. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. Exactly. You said I had to switch it to to meet Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, or Billy Joe Armstrong. That's, nice. that's it. Okay, so for me. Um, as far as like uh, well, a couple couple different years, but like musically, uh, I know Joseph said that he'd like to perform in an arena. Well, I want to be a little bit more specific. I'd like to perform at uh, Red Rocks. Hell yeah! Oh, oh yeah. yeah! There you go. Um, yeah. That that's ever since I've seen that place, it's, it's out of nature. It's, it's in the like, desert. It'd be a cool place to play. If if I may, uh, my roommate uh, recently went to Red Rocks last September to see his favorite band called Sound Tribe STS9. You might be familiar. With I'm familiar them. with them. Yeah. You know Sound yeah, Tribe? Yeah. yeah. He went to Red Rocks to see them. Yeah. He he he's also uh, huge into audio, and actually he's more into lighting. And he said that Red Rocks feels more like a visual, st- like pleasing sort of thing. And he said for whatever reason, he, like he had, it might have been that STS Nine wasn't playing as well or whatever it was. But he fe- he said it felt like the audio just wasn't as good at Red mm-hmm. Rocks as people had talked it up to be because he had seen STS Nine like 
I'm sure at least 20 times minimum mm. at this point. I first found out about them through one of my students, and uh, so they told me about it. And uh, they kept on talking about it, and I was just curious about it. When I was, actually saw the venue, because I have a, a friend of mine who's a drummer who's in a, um, a band, a traveling band, and they played there, and I saw the pictures. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. Right. So I was like, well. That would be really dope. I'd like to play there, too. I saw the picture. Yeah, when you, I looked it up when you crazy, said that. Yeah. The yeah. desert, because that's like what you're talking yeah. about. I was talking about yeah. the desert. Playing in the desert would be right. so mm-hmm. cool. Number two, as far as travel, I'd like to... Um, one of the places I've always been curious about is Bora Bora. Mm. Ah. They're very nice. I've seen pictures, and it seemed like uh, it'd be just a very nice place. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think they actually have where you can go swimming with sharks. <laughs> but the sharks are friendly. Mm-hmm. Friendly sharks. Friend, uh, <laughs> do they have names? Uh, I don't know. But I, I, I can't be friends with someone I don't know their names. <laughs> I have a friend oh, of mine who's a musician, and so he was actually in uh, Maldives. Okay. And so he was there for about like six months. And um, he said they had swimming with sharks over there too, which is similar type of uh, setting to Bora Bora. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as travel, I would that's kind of one of the places on my bucket list I would like to go to. Okay. Um, thirdly, uh, as far as, um, I guess bucket list third wise, it's like, uh, I don't know if you call it bucket list or goal, but I, I definitely would like to reach, uh, that, uh, um, definitely like financially, um, yeah. like that, I guess seven figure status. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. there you go. Um, st- to start. Absolutely. And, uh, cause I've been around. I've been around that level of, of um, you know, of success, mm-hmm. and it's a totally different way of living, mm-hmm. totally different way. Oh, yeah. And so, um, they were. I had a student who I would go to their house and to see how they would live, and it's it's not like anybody who I know. And the <laughs> people that I would encounter that, well, you think they got money, but you ain't been around money. <laughs> you, <didn't see laughs> you actually have money. Yeah, I used to be a collector. I would go cutting power off that didn't have furniture because they live in a bridge mill, which around here is kind of where all the big people live. Mm-hmm. That's where the, the, the most, the big million dollar homes and stuff is. Mm-hmm. So I'd go and I'd cut them off and, this, I met this one lady came around and asked, she goes, do you know who I am? I'm like, yeah, you're Mrs. So-and-so. Here's your, here's your bill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I understand what you're saying. Is that there's man. people that they the that live different and there's people that live beyond their means. And the, yeah. they, they yeah. if you meet somebody that's got money, they don't just give it away. They keep hold of it. You know, They'll do charity and do stuff like that, but they don't just throw money away. No. That's how you keep it. You don't no. give it away. Yeah, it's like this family that I knew, they had a house... Here in Atlanta, they had a house in Vegas. Mm-hmm. I remember I was doing the, um, a video lesson with the, one of the students one time because during COVID we were doing it on, online uh, Skype. And I remember like we did the lesson, and when the lesson was done, he was walking. He still had a camera, and when I he, the camera, you know how the camera kind of like looks around, yeah. and the camera looked around, and I saw what, and it seemed like they had a staircase that went to heaven. <laughs> it, I, it was like it was, I was like. I was like, this thing is huge. So they showed you a picture of that? No, I didn't see a picture, but it's like, I mean, when I first went to the house the first time, I was like, okay, which one is the front door? Because it was several different different doors. And like, it was just totally different. I mean, you know, just this, all this stuff. Stairway to heaven. And and it's it's not necessarily, you know, money doesn't necessarily mean happiness. But the thing about, I've heard someone say, uh, if you don't, um, think uh, money can't buy happiness then you don't know where to shop 
Makes a difference, but I think also one thing to keep in mind is that you know it's not that people you know will uh, demonize having money, and that's that's the wrong attitude. I mm-hmm. think it's a thing of like money is nothing but a magnifier. So wherever you are now, money is just going to make more of that. So mm-hmm. if you want to have a certain level of success, you want to make sure that you're being you know having good attributes right now. Mm-hmm. So when yeah. it magnifies, you can magnify those good attributes. Right. If you got Absolutely. bad attributes right now, when the money magnifies, those bad attributes going to magnify. So you you're going to be the Kardashians. You gotta, you mm-hmm. Absolutely. To, if you're aspiring to that, you got to make sure that you're doing the right things right now. Absolutely. No, yeah, that's, that's very true. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, I, it really isn't necessarily money's bad itself. I think you could... The love of money. Is. Yeah, the, the love yeah. of money and like, you know, also like, the lack of money. The lack of money is, is even lack worse. And, and, and like, I, yeah, you know, I think why not have a lot of money? Is, I mean, there's a reason. Like, it's, it's, it would be nice to feel financially comfortable where you're like, oh, man, I can't, I don't have to worry about like, Absolutely. you know. That's what I felt spend. about music as a whole. I've never been like, I like, you know, when you're nine years old and you see photos of people, you're like, I want to be like that. But, you know, you grow up a little bit and like, I just wish for financial stability. Mm-hmm. That's a bucket listing right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you, Jesse, Thanks for so having much. us. Tell me one more time where they can find you guys at. You can find us on Instagram at the.relics, Facebook, The Relics 24-7, Spotify, The Relics. Apple Music. Apple Music. Hey, get us on get on Spotify because we're going to be uh, releasing more music this year. Yep. So yep. we got at least really good, stuff. really good singles coming out. <laughs> like If you like Standing Tall, you're going to really like these songs coming Smoking. out. Mm-hmm. So we're excited to share them with it, you guys. Get so. ready to dance. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we want you to dance to these. Perfect. All right, everybody, this is Georgia Songbird, and that's the Relics. Yeah.